Good morning. Welcome to my podcast. Um, I call it Chillin' with Chick. My name's Chick. And I thought I'd do a podcast, get on the jump on the pad podcast wagon, I guess you could call it, um, seeing as how it has always fascinated me. Um, But uh, uh, I live in Alberta, Canada. I'm a grandmother of four young grandchildren, all boys. And if I've already lost you there, because as soon as you hear grandma, that's it. You're like, okay, let's shut her down. Hopefully not. But um, I'm not going to say my life is interesting by no means. Um, I, I like to think of myself as, you know, a regular individual, um, just like everyone is. Um, but You know, if I can help one person out there with anything that's going to listen to anything that I have to say, you know, that'd be super cool. If not, that's say, that's the beauty of podcasts. You can, you know, switch it to another topic, right? So, um, I, uh, am a very spiritual person. I'm not doing this to get into semantics about, you know, religions, which religions are real, which ones are fake, you know, if, if, you know, God or Jesus exists the whole nine years. I'm not, it's not a debate thing for me because yes, you know, in my opinion, there's definitely God, only one God and everything, everyone else, uh, you know, you honor, but you worship only one God, Right. And that's the the main, the great mystery, you know, creator, whatever you want to call him, there's only one. Um, but we live in such spiritual times right now that, you know, um, let's say 10 years ago, I've had more uh, things happen to me spiritually in the past 10 years, you know, as opposed to 10 years ago. Um, not that I've been spiritually inept in believing that anything's out there or anything was out there 10 years ago because I've worn many hats and one of them happened to be a paranormal investigator for um, a local paranormal group that was created here in, here in, in the hat. But um, uh, so I've had, you know, different kinds of accounts, a lot of crazy stuff happen that I've seen just being in that group and doing research and, and everything else. Um, you know, I went into that group with questions. That's why I joined the group. Um, probably like most people, I had all kinds of questions I wanted answered with regards to, you know, ghosts, spirits, whatever you want to call it, if they existed. And not that I didn't think they didn't exist. I just didn't know much about them, except for what my experiences, um, and, you know, my stories and, and experiences throughout my entire life. Um, but I don't want to get into too much of the ghost investigations, but um, I definitely know that spirits exist. I know that there's all different kinds of uh, beliefs out there. And, you know, we all need to have an open mind and realize that, you know, you know everyone has their own experience and that, um, you know, you don't want to just confine yourself to the border of your own mind, right? There's the whole experience is, has obviously brought me to the, the, you know, brought me to this point that I feel today, right? About 
you know, is there a spirit world? Oh, you bet there is. Does God exist? Oh, you bet he does. He always has. There was never a question in my mind that um, there wasn't a God, right? There's, you know, my opinion, again, uh, there's only one God. Everyone else you honor, but you worship the one God. Um, I fully, fully, and I'm probably going to get a little backlash from this too, but uh, my opinion and just, you know, different research, different different experiences. Um, I think Jesus was definitely a healer. I think Jesus did exist. I think he was a very powerful uh, medicine man. And again, my apologies if I've um, offended anyone. That's not what this was for. I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want to piss people off or anything like that, right? Um, But my experiences, I do believe he was a very powerful healing medicine man. And that was why people were starting to, he was starting to wake people up to the system. And that's why, you know, maybe they, they killed him too. I don't know fully why, obviously I wasn't around at that time, (laughs) but, um, back to, uh, Back to to what I was talking previous, you know, the spiritual side. I I try to look at it from you know both both aspects, like the living and and the dead. You know, I don't summon spirits up. I don't talk to spirits like going and looking for them. They just kind of seem to find me. You know, and I don't openly sit there and chit chat with them. That's not how it works. Though I, you know, there would be a few, I'd have lots of questions for, but that's, you know, whatever God, whatever God puts, puts in front of me, I accept with, you know, but I don't, uh, by no means do I summon them or conjure them up. I'm not like that. I'm not a witch. I'm a spiritualist. Um, not that there's anything against witches, whatever you want to believe, you believe. That's your faith, that's your faith. I, you know, like, I'm not here to say which is better than what. I'm only here to just say, you know, basically my opinion on it. Um, I, uh, it's funny because, um, I kind of wanted to, you know, talk a couple of topics today that seem to be big. Um, for me anyways, and important, um, one of them is I'm, uh, uh, I guess a recovering alcoholic, however you want to call it. Um, uh, and it not so much as drinking every day. It's just like the slight binge drinking, right? But I started medicating it, medicate using uh, alcohol to medicate for my eyes. Cause I do have uh, dystonia, um, I was diagnosed with benign essential blepharospasm uh, in 2013, so almost seven years ago, just over seven years ago. And for whatever reason, I think that um, that was all part of God's plan for me anyways, right? For me to stop using my eyes so much as start paying attention to all the other senses around me, right? So I would be using my hearing a lot, um, more so especially, you know, lately because my eyes have been really giving me problems. Um, you know, as well as other senses, touch, smell, you know, whatever else, you know, that there is. But um, 
I think it, oh, yeah, the big, I think part of the big reason why um, I was diagnosed with a form of dystonia on my eyes was so that I could listen, so that I could actually hear and listen to, you know, what's all around me as opposed to visual seeing with my eyes because, you know, we kind of take that for granted. What the old saying is, you know, if I don't see it, I don't believe it, right? Well, I didn't need to see it to believe it. Um, a lot of time when spirits communicate, it's usually at a higher tone, lower tone. It's usually through the different tones, different frequencies, right? As well as visual, as well as smell, because, you know, um, there's a certain odor that sometimes uh, spirits give off that sulfur smell. And... Um, there's been reports, you know, where it's also a feel thing. Uh, your hair will get like a, a cold chill and your hair will kind of stand up on end. So there's the touch aspect of it too. But um, I basically had to quit drinking because the only thing working on my eyes was the alcohol. And that was getting me into trouble in other areas, right? Because as this disease progresses... So does my alcohol consumption. So basically what was happening was I was getting a higher tolerance to alcohol and now it's not just being used for medication. I was ending up getting blitzed. You know, by the time by the time uh, the alcohol kicked in to help my eyes, I was already half cut. And that's not what I wanted to do. Because, I mean, it interfered with a lot in my life, um, you know, there's been a few times that I've wrecked relationships with my family. Um, my my son, for example, I'm very gracious, very very grateful that you know I was able to rectify that. But just being a typical, you know, obnoxious asshole when I drink. But that was my wake up call when that happened. When I started, when it started affecting my family. So, you know, it kind of kind of opened me up more to the spiritual side because me being a spiritualist and have been particularly especially the past 10 years of my life you know it just gets more and more interesting um I pray all the time you know um all the time if I'm not praying out loud I'm praying in my head you know I find myself praying at times where you know I need to redirect myself somehow maybe kind of try and change the situation or or soothe my mind, I guess, per se. So, you know, prayer is my go-to, whereas before my go-to was alcohol. Well, I don't drink and I haven't drank, you know, for a couple of years. At Christmas time, I had a few drinks and, you know, picked up two beer I can count on one hand in the past, you know, three months. Um you know, just to see if the alcohol would work on my eyes because I was going through a stressful situation and it just so happened that the first time, yes, it did. Last, you know, the second time, uh, not so much. I ended up consuming that whole can <laughs> instead of just a few sips like the first one. But if anything, I needed that experience to show me that, okay, well, you know what? Alcohol isn't going to work on my eyes 100% of the time. Maybe I need to deal with my stress, manage it more differently. And so, you know, in the past few months, my life has been a roller coaster ride, you know, 
um, being admitted into the hospital for almost a couple of weeks that, uh, that was, I was able to stabilize my stress, um, work at managing it properly and giving up the whole idea that, you know, I had no stresses really when I ended up in the hospital because, you know, you can't leave. So it's like, okay, well, the stress will always be there when I get home. So I, I kind of took that time to relax and listen to my doctors and, and you know, um, learn new different techniques to managing my stress and accepting things that are hard to accept or hard to face or anything like that, you know. But um, I've had a lot of in interesting uh, experiences um, spiritually for sure. Um, I'm also an artist. I love painting. I love sketching. Um, the past couple of years, I've been working with other different materials. Like I made a sculpture. Um, I, I, it's my bone dress. I, I, I'm a red dress artist, I like to call call it basically um, for honor of the MMIW. And if no one knows what that is, that's Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women. But let's face it, nowadays it's just going to be Missing and Murdered Indigenous People. Um, or just people in general. There shouldn't, you know, there there doesn't seem to be, uh, now it's just anyone and everyone kind of goes murdered and missing. And, you know, if there's anything, any sort of message I want to send out is, you know, we need to, we do need to pray for more peace. There needs to be peace. Prayers, prayers, big time for peace. And that's all throughout the entire world, you know. And, you know, some people might think I'm a tree hugger or whatever, but Mother Earth is huge for me. And so my experience with the MMIW was um, I've had two family members going missing and, you know, ended up, um, the remains were found. So, you know, they were MMIW and I, I don't want to get into details of that or heavy discussion about that because that's not what today is going to be about. Um, but that kind of like really kickstarted my spirituality in the past three years for sure. Um, just of the visions I've had, dreams that I've had. I don't like talking about my visions and dreams too much um, today, um, but I will make it a topic another time. But what I've learned just in everyday general, everyday life, and I have to remind myself, and I think that's why I keep, you know, talking about a fish teaching. Like, if people were to realize that each and every one of us are pregnant fish, you don't know. You don't know that fish that you're you're reeling in that's just bit your hook and you've reeled in on land that you just caught. You 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 don't know it's a pregnant fish until you got it open, right? You picture your knife is going to be like words. You know, you say your words to someone, especially if they're not of uh, not nice words. You know, maybe you're mad at someone. Maybe you you know your words cut. Words can cut people open. So when we're, we're talking to someone out of anger or frustration and, you know, and I've been there, done that. I'm not pointing fingers because everything that I've, you know, obviously I'm human, human being just like everyone else. 
and I make mistakes. No, I'm definitely not perfect. And the only thing I go off of, you know, when I'm talking to someone is through my experiences. Let's say if I can relate somehow, I teach into a similar experience that may have happened. I try to, you know, help the person, you know, and see what, you know, what I can do for that person spiritually, hopefully, if not just mindfully, making them have a, a better general sense of direction or, you know, um, something that's going to help them, you know, whether it be relating to a topic or whatever it is they're going through or, you know, um, my experiences through helping someone else even, right? The fish teaching has always taught me that people are like pregnant fish, man. They're like pregnant fish. We don't fucking know. Sorry, I'm a swearer too. And if I swear, I apologize for that. I'm trying not to. But um, we don't know people are pregnant, are like pregnant fish. Just like that pregnant fish, when you go and you fish and you end up catching him and bringing her, not him, her, (laughs) bringing them on land. You don't know until that fish is pregnant until you've gutted it open, right? And all those eggs are representation of all the problems and all the you know, joyful times of their life. They could be more problems than joyful times, or it could be more joyful times than problem times. But the, the point is, you can't just pick those eggs back up, stick it back into the fish, and sew that puppy up and throw it back in the water. What's done is done. The best you can do is clean it up, you know, say apologies, right? And, you know, go on your merry way. But, that's how people are, you know, that's that's why people are like pregnant fish. We don't know what baggage that they're carrying inside of them at all, period. Just like we can't fix everyone that we've seen, we shouldn't go in with the mindset that we need to fix each other. We need to help each other, not fix each other. Because helping each other leads you to far more possibilities, Whereas fixing someone, you're going in with one agenda and that's it, right? And you can't do that. You can't just go in thinking you can fix people's problems. You can't just go into things thinking you can fix everything because you can't. And, you know, there's there's maybe a time where I thought I could fix shit. Oh, okay, funny note here. I went away for a few days and came back and I have an empty what I thought was empty, cup on my table, a to-go cup, and I've got my regular cup of coffee. And because I take cream in it, my coffee was sour that I just tried, almost took a big swig of because, again, I thought it was my coffee cup and it's not my other coffees here. Anyways, back to my fish theory. Um... I got into this thing where it's not so much as a thing. I knew God wanted me to help people. I just didn't know in what shape or form capacity of, or whether, you know, I was even helping people in my mind. I thought I was helping people in my mind. I knew what I want. You know, I wanted to help people, but instead I got in that mind frame that I was going to fix them without even realize without even realize that I crossed that fine line. Because there is a gray line, right? There's a fine line between helping someone and fixing them. 
you can't fix people you can only help them and hope that you know through that you can through the experiences with that person you hope that you know they kind of they take they take up that eventual responsibility that you know they take whatever it is out of what you help them with and then they can you know kind of pave their own road with it you know or help them by giving them the tools like like my pregnant fish theory i you know once i realized that and that was probably one of the most valuable lessons for me to learn because Again, like I said, I had it in this mind frame that I was going to fix people. Well, I know the difference between fixing them or helping people. I don't want to fix someone. I want to help people, though. And so if anyone can kind of relate to that, to any of my experiences, and even slightly so much as learn something, then that's all I needed to do was plant the seed, right? And that's how God also works, too. You know, like, um, I'm not here to preach, Everyone's got their own vices. Mine happened to be alcohol and smoking cigarettes. Good Lord. I've been trying to kick that habit for a long time. But, you know, hey, we pick and choose our <laughs> our poisons, right? And I don't think I'm quite ready yet to quit smoking. But I can feel it soon. But, um, you know, alcohol definitely opens, in my belief, alcohol opens a person up spiritually, which leads you open for a spiritual attack. And yes, I'm a firm believer that spiritual attacks happen. Um, I've seen it. I've felt it. Um, and it's not a good feeling. As well as, you know, um, smoking weed, even though, you know, I'm the first one to smoke weed, I quit smoking weed, trying to move to edibles because it's the edibles that, uh, the CBD in the edibles is what seems to help me more so than striking up a fatty and having a few puffs and, you know, getting back into that chronic state or chronic phase that I was in. Um, but that still left me open for unspiritual, spiritual attacks when I'd smoke it. And that's not a nice feeling. So I wanted to move from that area. And being a very spiritual, spiritual person, I protect myself. I know how to protect myself now. Um, whereas 10 years ago, I, I thought I knew how. But nope. But like everyone else, you know, you learn from your mistakes. And that's what the, you know, that's what life's about. Learning from our mistakes. Learning how to, you know heal from them and how you're supposed to quickly just pick up and, and move on. Well, sometimes it just doesn't happen that quick with things, right? Um, but I won't get into that because that's, you know, kind of an entirely different topic. But back to the spiritual things. Um, you know, if we treat each other like pregnant fish, remind each other, you know, remind ourselves when you're talking to someone, especially if they're opening up to you, especially when they're reaching out and opening up to you that, you know, you're both pregnant fishes, man. So we have to be mindful of the words that we use, how we direct it towards the person. I like to, you know, refer to um, Red Road teachings, which is is hard for me sometimes to remember. 
because I am on my red road path, my red road journey. Sometimes the red road journey, you go off of it and you end up winding back and forth onto the road. Well, this is where the reminders, and I'm hoping for my own sake with the podcast, is going to remind me that you are on your red road journey. Because I haven't been the kindest that I would have liked to have been the past couple of years. But I'm working on it. I'm working on it. And again, without getting into details, you know, it's how we treat one another. Especially when someone reaches out to you. That's huge for me. Because I try to, you know, I'm a different person when I'm in my house, happiness-wise. I'm the same person any other way, shape, or form, right? Then I am whatever, I'm outside, and I'm talking emotional, attitude, personality, the whole nine yards. Only I'm a happy person when I see people. I try to be happy. I try to make them feel comfortable. And why the, you know, why the fuck not? Why wouldn't we be trying to spread happiness? That's why I always try to smile, say hi to strangers. I don't, you know, like, because I don't know. Everyone's a pregnant fish, man. You know, I don't want to be that person that ends up hauling that pregnant fish out on shore and slicing it open and realize, oh my God, it's a pregnant fish. Because I can't stuff all this, I can't put those eggs back. I can't fix it after that. So I try to be mindful of when I'm outside, you know, working outside, walking, wherever it is I'm going. When I treat people, I try to treat them in a mindful sense of how I would like to be treated. Unless I'm really pissed off. And that's a different story that I'm always working on. Um, Again, I'm not perfect by no means. I'll be the first one to throw myself under the bus. And I'll be the first one to admit my mistakes. Sometimes right when I make that mistake, right? But that's the beauty thing about spirituality growth or growth in general. You're willing to be the first one to out yourself, right? Because everyone is their own worst critics, And it's very true. It's not my place to point fingers. But sometimes in some situations, that's really hard not to do that. Granted, the different situations that happen with people. So that's why I like prayer a lot. Prayer helps me to redirect my thoughts, to be that kind, loving person, you know, that God has wanted us to be. I don't... um, I, 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 because I, my, my culture, I'm, I'm native. I'm actually Métis, um, part, you know, part native, part, um, Swedish, Cree and Swedish, you know, there's kind of a mixture too on, on both sides of my family, but identify, I identify the majority with, um, my native culture just simply because, um, it's far more spiritual from my research that I've, you know, done. There's, there's, you know, when you're a spiritual person, Mother Earth, it just goes hand in hand, right? Of course, God, you know, His first, and this is the thing. Like, um, I've been reading different kinds of Bibles lately, not. Not because I'm a religious person, because I am definitely not a religious person. 
everyone's entitled to their own religions, whatever, spiritualities, whatever, opinions, whatever. I'm a spiritual person. So I kind of want to get the story from all different facets. I'm waiting for a friend of mine to um, lend me her Mormon Bible because I want to read a Mormon Bible. I want to be spiritually attuned with all the different theories out there of all the different books that are out there. I look at the the different Bibles each as like a history book, sort of speak, very very loosely based because that book has changed so many times. That book has changed so many times, and that you know, I it, the same book has been interpreted however million bazillion ways, and has suited each religion. And I'm not here to get in which religion is great, better than this. That's not my that's not my thing. I will accept anyone, no matter who they are, just for them, not because of their spiritual beliefs. I have a hard time myself even distinguishing between, you know, what's good and what's bad, because there's good and bad in everything. There has to be that balance. But, you know, rightfully said, um, I was listening to another fellow podcaster, really, you know what, I've known this guy since he was a little kid, and I've watched him, you know, grow into a young man. And him and I had the blessings to be roommates for a short time, and I learned a lot from him, regardless how young he was. You know, the younger generation has a lot to teach the older generation, too, just as much as the older teaching the young. See, and that's the other thing, too. we got to look at each other as both student and teacher, right? You wear both hats. You are not always a teacher. You are a student. And you should be more of a student than a teacher at all times. You should never close yourself to learning, ever, right? As soon as you get into that mind frame, oh, no, I don't need to learn nothing from that and close yourself down, you're actually discrediting that person by, you know, shutting down their beliefs and possibly what you could take from it, what you could learn from it, what you can give as well but he taught me you know he's he taught me quite a quite a quite a bit of stuff you know especially spiritually because that kid is like you know he's a damn good kid and I've seen his struggles he's seen mine and you know I'm sure we both can sit back and laugh at a lot of shit now but you know um we had no choice but to see each other's spiritual struggles that we lived with, you know, lived in the same house. But, um, you know, not to get on the same topic that he has, he's got a great podcast out. It's called An Impending Disaster. Um, Derek touched base on, you know, is there a heaven and a hell and what the hell is? And, you know, like, I don't want to get into that because... That's something that, you know, I'm still trying to figure out myself. But you know, when you, you look at the old adage of everyone's, everyone's got an evil side, I agree. And that's, you know, coming from his podcast. I agree everyone's got an evil side and a good side. It's up to each individual person to realize when that evil side comes out, you are to suppress it because it's all about free will. You know, and I'm not saying I was never, you know, I, I, I didn't want to be an evil person by no means, which is why I strengthened up my relationship with God. Because that's who I had to strengthen my relationship with first. 
before any other relationship I have with anyone else. And so I was running off fear for the longest time, fear of, you know, like, oh my God, I, you know, I don't want to do that. And, and, you know, getting into prayer right away. And I think maybe being a little bit more paranoid about, you know, the evil side of people. Well, when I look back, nothing that I've said or done was intended to be from the evil side because everyone's got good and evil in them no matter who you are that's why it's called free will god wants you to love him on your own free will you know and i think that message is really extremely important you have free will to be either good or free will to be evil myself personally i like the good side i'm not i'm not a big fan of the evil side um I've experienced it lots from other people being a private investigator. I've seen it, um, you know, um, I've seen the damage it can do on the spiritual side of things. If you're not right with God, you're going to struggle about what's right and what's wrong in the first place without realizing it sometimes. But I don't want to get into that, you know, oh, I, I was doing things without even realizing because, no, I have to own up to uh, responsibilities. You know, I've got a certain responsibility or a certain amount of um, uh, admitting my faults in, in, you know, lots of things. Once I'm responsible and I realize that, hey, it's not always about me. Once I stop and realize that, hey, you know, Maybe that person, maybe I should just shut my mouth and listen to what they have to say instead of me thinking they're always wanting to hear what I have to say. So I try to listen as much as I can first. And, you know, sometimes I'm not the perfect person. By no means, I'm not at all saying I'm perfect. God has not made anyone perfect um, for a reason. But I love that adage, you know, he who has never sinned cast the first stone, you know, and it's so true. I, I don't like judging people. I don't want to judge people. Um, I am trying my hardest to remain open about a lot of things because of the direction that my life has gone um, and the direction I want my life to go. You know, I, I've, you know, I would love to be able to help to help as many people I can, especially when it comes to um, you know helping them with addictions, battling their addictions, you know whether it be alcohol, drugs, whatever it be. But I got to get my life right first before I can do that, right? Because if I don't get my life right first, or at least be on that path of getting my life straight, I'm never going to be able to help anyone. And so. This is where I kind of make sure that I don't sound like I'm being preachy. You know, and a lot of my messages that I send out, I want people to realize that it's my culture. It's who I am as an individual. You know, who, my, my background, where I came from, is who I am as a person today. Right, 
roots. You always want to remember your roots, you know. You're always going to go back to your roots. And there's, I think it's absolutely necessary for someone to go back to your roots because that's where it all starts. You're starting again from the bottom and working your way back up to the top again. Sometimes it's a long road, sometimes it's a short road. just depends on, you know, your age, I guess, your experiences that you've been through in life. But to get through all of those spiritual experiences, I had to keep myself um, strong spiritually and have a strong faith and trust in God that he has my back. And so I think it's, you know, I think it's not a coincidence that our waters are starting to clear up, that the air is starting to clear up, that um, since the world has had to kind of like more or less shut down or come to a a slow halt um, because of COVID, I think it's like this big reset that's happened. People are starting to finally get it. People are starting to finally realize that spiritually you have to... You have to have a relationship with Mother Earth too. As much as you have to have that relationship with God, that's first and foremost, right? But there has to be a a relationship formed with Mother Earth because, damn it, she feeds you, she waters you, she nourishes, nourishes you, she gives you clothes. Where do you think cotton comes from? What do you think hemp comes from? And without sounding preachy, you know, again... I'm I'm going off on the seventh generation fire. That's from my culture teachings. Um, many indigenous groups have prophesied on it. I fully believe in it. I believe the seventh generation fire was lit, and we're in that balance now. We're at that state where you have two choices: you're either it's going to be a spiritual, or you're going to go down the material materialism. Right, because you can't fill that glass of water up with coins and drink, or that that cup with coins and drink it. You can't eat money. You can't clothe yourself with money. Well, you probably could if you had a lot of freaking duct tape or a lot of tape, tape up your your bills. But you know, in the same sense, it's important that you know people understand. We we live in a very crucial time. We're not out of the woodwork yet. You know, we're just we're just in the woods still. You know, yes, our waters are starting to clear up. Yes, our skies are starting to clear up. But there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. People need to keep praying for peace. You know, racism, I cannot say enough. I struggle a lot with um, trying to use the right words when it comes to other people's cultures. You know, because I don't want to offend anyone. It's, you know, it just seems I feel like I've offended so many freaking people, like, holy fuck. But I don't want to. I, I'm not, that's not what my intention is. And sometimes I think as much as I'm misunderstanding people, I think I am very misunderstood. And so what I find myself having to do is a lot of, you know, a lot of times someone will say, well, don't be so defensive. I don't mean to sound defensive, but I also don't feel like I should have to explain myself right down to the nitty-gritty of why I choose to do things or why I have that opinion or why this has happened or anything like that. And that's, I am my own worst critic. 
I truly, truly trust me. I am when I say that, you know, and I will be the one to throw myself under the bus first. If I'm guilty of something, I'm not going to, why would I lie about it? I, I'm, if I was to, you know, give a dishonest answer, answer, it wouldn't be out of to be dishonest. It would be because I was mistaken. And lots of people make mistakes, especially me. But, you know, each individual is, uh, you know, we're all responsible for Mother Earth, no matter how you look at it. You know, especially the water. We got to be thankful for the water. We got to be grateful for the water. You know, I try to make the habit of thanking the water. And that could be a topic for another time. But, you know, my relationship with Mother Earth and the water, man, that's strengthened up so much in the past three years. And I understand now the water's cru- crucial role, role in life, you know. That's the same water our ancestors drank from, our grandmothers and grandfathers drank from. That's the same water we share that our ancestors used. So you know how powerful water can be? You know, and it's, it's like I like to refer to the tsunamis. <laughs> water can be that quick. It can go in and it can destroy an entire city or it can be calm it can be calm so water is uh, to me water is life absolutely you can't grow vegetables or flowers or trees or weeds even for that matter which is another form of flower or medicine I like to call uh, weeds actual medicine I don't like calling them weeds, but that's just to differentiate between weeds and flowers just because they don't look pretty. But to me, it's all a form of medicine. That's my culture, you know. And I think there's a huge, huge misconception that, you know, people are told, oh, well, it's, it's okay to, you know, to love the earth, but don't go any further than that. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, have people thinking you're, you're a hippie and, and you, you know, you're a tree hugger and all this. Who gives a shit? As long as you've got your relationship with Mother Earth, with the water and with God, nothing else really matters. Of course, with people, eventually that comes, you know, that's just a given. People is just, that's an automatic thing. You got to... Remember that people are like pregnant fish. And I think that I've learned very much that. I've learned that so many fucking times. I've had to remind myself that so many times. Only so that I don't act out of anger. I don't, you know, I, I'm not a vindictive person. By any means do I try to be that person at all. You know, I I want to be get back to life where it was it was simple. But you know what? God has me on my path where He feels, oh no 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 no, we got to put you on this other path. You know, and I, again, I accept the paths that He puts me on. But I remember that I am very grateful and thankful to Him and to Mother Earth and to the water. And so, my my culture my teachings that I can try and help people through my experiences. 
I think that's great. But I'm also open up to other people's experiences, to other people teaching me, because people are both, you wear both hats. You're a student and a teacher. should be a student more than a teacher. But I don't want to, again, sound like I'm being all preachy. Um, my role as a grandmother, because, boy, I'll tell you what, you, you, that is what brought me to being an extremely, that solidified my spirituality even more so. I have four grandsons coming in this world, and I'm praying for not just my grandsons, but for everyone's grandsons, for everyone's children, for everyone's grandchildren. That's who's going to be inheriting the earth after us. And look what we're leaving our future generations. You know, like Mother Earth is acting back, and she needs to. We've done a lot of damage to her. And I'm not going to get into, you know, specifics, but we have done a lot of damage to her. And now it's time that, you know, she's showing us, hey, this is because of this, and I'm going to do this now. She's showing us that she's had enough, and I think that's why this huge reset needed to happen, and I think that's why most of the tools needed to be put down. Now it's just the weapons that need to be put down. We need to pray for peace, and I've been saying that for the past two years. We need to have peace. We need to pray for peace because there's so much racism out there. There's, and I'm not talking just amongst the people. I'm talking politically as well as religions. We all have to have an open mind. And I don't like talking politics. I will stay away from politics as much as possible because that seems to be a thorn in my side. And so I don't want to ruffle feathers. I just want to leave it. You know, maybe I might dedicate a podcast or two or something like that, depending on if I, you know, I'm liking this whole podcast idea. Because quite frankly, I don't have to throw in any fucking makeup and do my hair. <laughs> right? Because for all you guys know, I could be sitting in a bikini right now, but I'm not. Trust me. But, you know, I'm still starting from scratch with everything. And that means I've not only, you know, taken a lot of, of losses in the past few years, I've, I've gained a lot of respect for people. I've gained a lot of insight on people, you know, and I need a lot of work. I need a lot of work and the only person I can work on is myself. So that's why I need to be here, not only strongly spiritual for my grandkids, but strongly spiritual for myself. And the only person that can keep me in check is myself. And so that's why I'm trying not, you know, I'm still trying to figure things out, but I can't let the stress of it, of not knowing, bother me. Because I can't, I don't need the stress, because number one, the stress is what kicks off my eyes. As soon as I'm stressed out, my eyes shut. And so can you imagine, if you can imagine squeezing your eyes shut with blepharospasm that I have, Squeeze your eyeballs shut and then try to open them with your fingers. That is the best way to describe it. I want you to squeeze your eyes shut right now if you can and then try to open your eyes with your fingers. It is damn near impossible. And then try to carry something and see where you're going, especially at night. It can really suck, man. I'll tell you what. So 
stress has a lot to do with that. And that's the number one thing that kicks off my dystonia is stress. So I'm still trying to find that perfect balance. I mean, I'm going for different various kind of treatments with it. I'm taking medications for it as well as Botox injections for it. Um, I'm still experimenting with it to see what works and hoping to find that middle ground that's going to help me. The one thing that does, and I know for a fact, is stress. The less stress I have, the better for me. Well, sometimes I, I can't control that, especially spiritually. When I'm trying to spiritually control stress, there's an issue there. That's why I like to pray lots. Pray likes to keep, you know, I try to stay grounded with it. I try to get prayer to ground me and stay grounded. And that's hard to do in itself. But, you know, but oh, and the animals and birds. I miss that. You know, when I say Mother Earth, of course, I mean animals, instincts, plants, everything, insects, plants, everything, trees, everything. Everything has a key, important, crucial role. Without one, you can't have the other, basically, is how I see it. And this is where I'm always learning and I'm always trying to research, you know, and each of us as, uh, in, in our, in, in our cultures, our backgrounds, you know, there's so many different kind of teachings out there and it's important to, to learn if, you know, to learn to be that decent human being. I just want to be a good human being so that I could be a good human being to someone else and help them be a good human being, Right. That's for my grandsons, my, my children. I have two uh, adult children. And between the both of them, they gave me four beautiful grandsons. And, man, I want to leave a good world for them. I want to leave them a legacy. Who wouldn't want to leave a legacy for their grandchildren? Every grandparent right now on this earth, you cannot tell me that they have not thought about what kind of a world we are leaving our grandchildren or our children even, and future grandchildren, that that's who I'm praying for. I want this world to be here for another bazillion years. And so that's what, that's what my teachings, hopefully, are geared towards, you know, respecting that adage that we have to leave our grandchildren, because once we're gone, we're gone. But our spirit remains. Our spirit you know, I don't believe that our spirit, when you die, that that's, that's it, you're dead, nothing is going to happen. No, I don't believe in that. I believe that, yes, you die, and yes, there's an afterlife. We are energy. Our spirit is energies. I think when we drink or we abuse our bodies, our body, our soul can't handle it. And when our soul, our body is our temple and our soul has to live in our temple. And once you start desecrating your own temple, your soul will leave your body and say, see you later, motherfucker, until you can get your shit straightened out. I don't want to be put through this abuse. And that's where our addictions get a stronghold of us. That's just my belief because of my own experiences. That's another reason why I like to stay away from alcohol because I don't want to be that open gateway. Mm -mm. I don't want to abuse my body to the point where my soul is giving me a kick in the ass as it's leaving, right? Because, you know, and there's a whole ceremony in itself to try to get your soul back. I believe in calling it back. I believe in standing on a hill and calling it back. Calling calling your name bring, is calling your soul back. You've been saying it in your head however you want. Praying with God. I think we abuse our bodies so much to the point that 
you know, we don't even notice that our soul is gone because that's how empty we feel inside. And I've been there, man. I've been there. But, okay, well, I think I've rambled on enough. Um, I hope I can help someone. If not, I hope someone at least listens, has a vague interest in, you know, what I have to say. Um, I would like to uh, make this habit, maybe doing a couple of podcasts a week, something like that. But um, yeah, I'm I'm just happy to be able to sit here and ramble on about, you know, my life as crazy as, as it may seem or not so crazy. Um, I'm hoping that I can at least touch someone, you know, in a good way that they might get some positive message out of these podcasts. So I've been encouraged by a few people. You should be doing this. You should be. You should be getting your message out there. You should be teaching. You should be talking about the, you know, our ancestors and and that's the other thing. You know, a lot of people don't realize that you got ancestors for a reason. You can call on them in prayer to help you, to give you strength, to guide you in a good way. Those are grandmothers and grandfathers. Right, And I don't mean like with a Ouija board and that sort of crazy shit. I'm talking about, you know, these ancestors are here for a reason. And they're coming back tenfold, right? Because they're, you know, they're getting pissed off. And that's the other thing, you know, they're, they're attached to the land. They're attached to Mother. We're all attached to Mother Earth. We came as dust and we will go as dust, Right? That's because we have that connection with Mother Earth. It's all connected. We are all connected. I know that's going to sound like some hippie, but it's not. We really, truly are all connected. And hopefully that'll be a discussion for another day. But um, thank you so much for listening to this podcast, if you are. And if not, well, it doesn't matter. I'll still make them. <laughs> so I hope everyone has a beautiful day. Um, it's beautiful outside. I might sit outside and try to catch a tan, do some yard work. But um, much love and peace to y'all, and thanks for coming out.